This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. So this week is an incredible week because we are heading into Giving Tuesday and World AIDS Day, two very, very important days for a certain miss, Chrissy Philolethes. She's the chief digital officer at RED, which is an amazing organization founded by Bono and Bobby Shriver. They help fight AIDS by partnering with iconic brands such as Apple, Coca-Cola, and Starbucks. They've raised over $350 million and the programs that RED supports have impacted 60 million people. One of my favorite things about talking to Chrissy, and you actually won't hear this in the interview, is we were talking about when she first started and how she wanted to create a mantra for Red. And she wanted it to be, of course, 140 characters. After all, she is the chief digital officer and needs to know all of the networks. And so she sent her first tweet. Participation, not promotion. Dialogue, not monologue. Leading, not following. Empowering, not excluding inspiring, not forcing. Chrissy has done a tremendous job of activating digital programs for World AIDS Day and for RED as a whole. And at Likeable, we are so excited to participate as well. Take a listen as how you can participate and all of the staff at Likeable are getting an opportunity to enter to win a celebrity experience for World AIDS Day. Take a listen to how you can too. Welcome, Chrissy, to the show. Thank you for having me here. I am so excited and just honestly really honored. I've been following oh. Red forever and I'm just really in awe of everything that the organization oh, has done. Thank you. Well, it's down to every single person who supports Red. We are such a small team. There are 20 of us. No. In an office in the Flatiron District. So it's down to all of our partners and it's down to every single person who supports Red. So thank you. 20 people that doing all of that good. That is unbelievable. Now tell me before we get into Red. Tell me a yes. little bit about Chrissy. I need to know <laughs> your whole story. I want the whole thing from the start to where you are today. Okay. How long do we have? Oh, we've got all okay, the time in the great, world. Don't worry. Um, so hopefully you can detect that I have a London accent. I can. I'm hoping that that's coming through, as is the fact that by my ridiculous name, I'm Greek. Yes. As well, my ridiculous long name, I should Wait, say. hold on. I'm going to say it because I've just learned how to say it quite well. Are you ready? I'm ready. Chrissy Philolethes. Well done. Oh, Perfect. score. Okay. Perfect. So Greek, but raised in London. Yeah, so okay. Greek Cypriot origin, but born and bred in London. Okay. Um, so first generation there. Amazing. And uh, yeah, no, it is amazing. My parents still live in the same house they brought me back to wow. from the hospital. Yeah, so pretty great stuff there. And um, 
And I suppose I got into digital. I'm like a 1.0 digital person. I like it. I got in in 2000. Okay. Basically. Okay. Early. And early. Early, early. And dot-com crash. Yes. As well. Wow. So I helped set up an internet company called eSpotting. Wow. That was uh, Europe's first page search network. So before wow. there was a little thing called Google AdWords. Before that thing. Before that little thing that was happening. There was a group of us in East London that was bringing paid search to the, to, to, to Europe. Okay. And these are the days when we would call people up and we tried to talk about pay-per-click. Yes. And they'd be like, well, why are you trying to sell me paper-clips? And it's like, ah! no, we're not. We're seriously <laughs> not trying to sell you paper-clips. But it was that thing where people would be like, one they minute. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. And it was like, well, I appear in search results, but I only pay right. when someone clicks on, clicks on it. me. What? And you know, this is to the brick. Okay, yes. so we're cynical yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, no, it's too good to be true. Yeah. I don't buy no, it. What's going work. on here? It yep. doesn't work. So we were going head to head with a US company okay. called Overture at the time. Yep. And we were the uh, British entrepreneurial upstarts who had uh, based in Brick Lane, had the top floor of the Truman Brewery. And, you know, we uh, grew the company to 250 people wow. across eight European markets. Wow. And then Google entered the market and timing is everything. And we sold a year later to a U.S. company for just under 200 million. Wow. So, so we were we were super lucky and it was a great time. That wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. So that is how I uh, got into digital. I was in advertising beforehand and okay. politics before that. Okay. So, oh, uh, really? Yes. Politics is interesting. Politics is interesting. Wow. Yeah, I was a politics student, started my uh, career off at... Uh, the Cypriot Embassy. Wow. Being a, you know, a good Greek girl. Wow. And it was actually, I was the press officer there and I kept having lots of responsibility. And I remember at the time thinking, oh my God, they must really like what I'm doing or they must really trust me. And then I realized I'm actually the only person whose English is their first language. That is amazing. <laughs> the best qualification. So you win. Qualification. <laughs> That's <there>. amazing. <laughs> so. Wow. It's so interesting to have gone through um, the type of experience you gain when you work at a startup that grows. Yeah. Was that quickly Absolutely. has that many people then you have you know kind of google come in that kind of stuff and then to sell it and have such an amazing exit yeah no so it was pretty great and then when we sold the company the company that bought us had bought about five other companies okay and so I was asked to come over to the States, and that's when I moved over here okay. to run marketing and communications for the group. Were you so excited to come over here? Yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. Definitely. Okay, so you came to the States. Came to New York. Okay. Love New York. Love New York. Okay. Love New York. Lucky lady am I to, to be here. <laughs> And I, but I remember like when I came to the States, you know, obviously we had, you know, touch wood, you know, done, done well and had an exit. Yes. But I also think we're all multifaceted people and at different times, different parts of us kind yes. of kind of strings a pull. Yes. And I remember going into my founder's office and saying to him, right, I want to keep my skill set, but I want to do it for something that has purpose to it. Yes. And that was a very heavy kind of that part of me was yes. definitely like pulling a little bit more. Yes. And so I remember I was, I was in the state, States for about six months. And I come home one day, I'm speaking to my best friend on the phone. I come home, we're chatting, chatting, chatting. I just turn on the telly and I see Bono launching Red on Oprah. 
Okay. And so I say to her, I was like, put on, put on Oprah, put on Oprah. She's like, what? I was like, just put on Oprah. Of course. Of course. And we both just looked at that and I was like, okay, that's the company for me. And anyone asked me how I ended up at Red and I always say it was healthy stalking and serendipity. Okay. And it was a mix of the two. I want the whole <laughs> Healthy stalking and serendipity <laughs> story. So you turn on the TV. I need to know from turning on the TV to, to getting happened. the gig. To yes. getting the gig. Yes. It was it was a, like a two year period as well. Okay, so, so what was, happened? So I healthily stalked. You called with, them. with I mean, who would you call? What did you do? Like so, you... I remember seeing Bono launch Red on Oprah, okay. and the next time I made two phone calls. Okay, one was up to Columbia University, yes. and I enrolled myself in a. Uh, human rights program because oh. I wanted to just learn the language. Having been a politics student, oh. even though I knew I came to it from the marketing perspective, I wanted to get back and learn the issues a bit more. So I wanted to take a couple of classes there. And uh, and then the second phone call I made was to somebody who I thought could help get my CV, in front which of is him. a resume. Yes. Well, not in front of, but to the team. Yes. To, to, yes. to, to that team. And they kindly put that CV in, but, you know, I wasn't getting a response back. And so um, a few months later, I saw an article being written about Red in one of the trade magazines. And I wrote a letter to the editor with my viewpoint on it. And uh, that got published in the magazine. Brilliant, of course. And then I basically just uh, saw the person from Red who was being quoted in the... uh, That's it. In, in the magazine and uh, took about three attempts, fake emailing, like yep. which one is going to work? Yep. You know, first name only, yep. first name, last name. Uh, just like trying out a few different things and uh, managed to get through to, to her. And she then ended up becoming a great friend and colleague and uh, sent it through to her and we started having a dialogue as well, which was great. And so that was the healthy stalking part, but the serendipity part comes in because the founder of eSpotting, a phenomenal gentleman called Seb Bishop, okay. who uh, is a very dear friend of mine, and I've worked obviously with him for many, many years now, because at this moment in time, I'm uh, after we sold our company, I was then uh, heading up in New York, one of his other companies. So um, I he calls me up one day to let me know that... Um, He's been asked to interview for the international CEO role of an organization called Red. And do I know them? And so I just start, I know it's hilarious. And so I just start going, Red, let me tell you about them. And so I just said to him, I was like, you are one of my best friends in the world. You have to go for this interview. Oh, stalking and, and serendipity. I was like, and if you don't want it, that's fine. You can tell them about me. And he loved them. They loved him. They hired him. And I was uh, one of his first hires when he came in. And you came in as? I came in as, uh, I came in and running digital for them. Okay. I, I, I initially came in to run international marketing communications. Okay. But that was a position in London. Okay. And I was starting off in New York and then moving to London and my heart just didn't want to leave New York oh. and so I ended up uh, having a faux leaving party because I had a leaving party and then oh. I never left and then uh, you were too sad at the leaving up, party you said I cannot leave I was just sitting and then when I had to tell everyone I was like I hope you all meant it when you said you'd miss me because oh, I'm going I'm nowhere here I am, here I am. <laughs> and uh and yeah so I stayed and I stayed and uh came on board to run digital for Red. 
came aboard to run Digital for Red. Amazing, amazing. So tell me um, a little bit about Mm. how Red uses digital. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, we are firm believers in doing digital firsts, and that's one of the key cornerstones. There's obviously Mm. many different things, and it always changes, and that's one of the joys mm-hmm. of it all your, your day never looks the same but for us one of the key things that we wanted to do was to put a stake in the ground of doing digital first and pushing our brand mm-hmm. forward in that respect mm-hmm. and we see ourselves no one from road comes from a brand from from a non-profit yeah we all came from music publishing advertising yeah. marketing entertainment and this really uh, was the strategy of uh, Sheila Roach, who launched Red, Mm. who runs communications and creative for Red, and she's absolutely phenomenal. Mm. And when I came to Red, I saw how Sheila had turned 20 covers of Vanity Fair Red, had just done it, which, you know, yeah, it was just Just unbelievable work. I mean, when it it got out, it was like, just everywhere. Incredible. Yeah, exactly. And as well as you know, she oh, had the gap, though. all of it, all gap, of it, all of it. had done all oh. of this incredible work. And I just, you know, obviously saw the brilliance that they were doing and was thinking, well, how can we adopt that within the digital realm? Because when uh, I started and I've been there now for eight years, we had 800 followers on Twitter, mm. you know, maybe 100, 120,000 Facebook likes. Mm. So this brand that was just killing it. Yes. You know, on every other level, doing stuff that that was setting the the bar with what not just not just what nonprofits should do, but what brands should do mm-hmm. in the digital world. I was thinking, great, how can we take that brilliance of the red team and apply it mm-hmm. here? So that notion of trying to do digital first became a really big thing. And the one that put us on the map with that is Twitter. We did a partnership with Twitter and with Nike, and I am so thankful to Biz Stone, who is the co-founder mm. of Twitter, because myself and a fabulous gentleman called Jesse Stollock from Nike went in to, to meet with him. And uh, we took him this, this crazy idea, which was uh, Twitter had never done anything that changed the color of their tweets before. Mm. Everything was always the same kind of, they actually haven't done it since. And so mm. we took them this crazy idea that on World AIDS Day, every time you do hashtag red or hashtag lace up save lives, because that was our Nike campaign at the time, that it would turn your tweet into the color red. Mm. So we literally turned Twitter red. And Biz was incredible. And the whole team was, Biz, Jack, all of them, the whole team there were amazing. They were like, we love it, let's do it. And so we had over half a million tweets turn red that day. At the time we had, I think it was something crazy, like the most retweeted tweet they'd ever had. So it was all unbelievable. And that set into play this whole notion of doing these digital firsts. We became the first nonprofit to reach over a million on both Facebook and Twitter. Amazing. We now have an audience of around six million and on social. And for us, building up that base was really important to us. We then, back in 2012, set the... uh, set the record for the most amount of money raised using four square check-ins with a partnership oh, with Starbucks. Amazing. So once again, like at that time. So using the tools that was, were relevant at the time. Yeah, and trying to get to them before others were and really showing how it could be done. So in 2013, we uh, set the first world record on Vine. This is before Instagram had a video offering yep. and, you know, RIP to yep. Vine. But yep. at the time, yep. that was something that we that that, um, that showed the creativity of her because people activated in a brilliant way. And then last year, we um, 
worked with Snapchat. You did. We did their first ever global filter for good. Oh. And we raised three million in a day. Oh. And that's thanks to the Gates Foundation who donated every time the filter was used. Oh. And thanks to Tiesto and Jared Leto and Jimmy Kimmel who created the filters with us. And then our biggest ever digital moment happened in uh, World AIDS Day, which is December the 1st. Coming up! Coming up! Coming up! But it happened there with an incredible campaign with Apple and the App Store, where the whole App Store turned red. 25 brilliant apps turned red, each creating unique pieces of content. 100% of the proceeds went to fight AIDS. We reached millions and we raised millions. And... um, we're so excited about that. And obviously, uh, Apple is Red's flagship partner. Mm. So to date, we have raised over $360 million. And 100% of that goes to fight AIDS. We take no oh. overhead. And Apple has raised over $100 million of that. Oh, so unbelievable. they started with products. They've extended. We've done a lot with them with iTunes and with music. And then it extended into the app store. So really, they have been incredible. Brilliant. So tell me this, Mm, you have been uh, working in digital and in this space forever. Yes, since paperclip time. (laughs) Since (laughs) Since paperclip time, time. Since paperclip. (laughs) So is it difficult for you or how do you, should Mm -hmm. I say, um, stay up to date and interested and engaged in this rapidly changing sure, world. of course. Like for me, course. like when I used, and I, I work in the space all of the time, course. right? Uh, hello, all the social ladies. And I, I, when I first used Snapchat, it was the first network that felt counterintuitive to me. Yeah. Like I was like, where are the words? What do I, I don't understand. <laughs> and like, it took me a while. And so I'm wondering for somebody who has this incredible career and length of experience with this stuff, how do you how do you feel about adopting the new technology? Sure, totally. And, Totally. Firstly, I love it. And here's the thing that I think is the reasons why. Um, I just think that if you're curious, even when something isn't intuitive, you're curious as to why it's intuitive to others. Exactly. So you may not, in my case, there may be times where I'll be not thinking, oh my goodness, this comes naturally to me. But I will be thinking, but I'm seeing the way that they're using it. And as a marketer, I'm looking always at how do people communicate? Yes. And how do things resonate? And how do they do it in a really, in a way that's true? Yes. You know, I know we everyone uses the word authentic and it's kind of overused yes, quite yes, a lot. Yes, yes. But to me, that's just about getting back down to truth. Right. And, you know, I'm a marketer whose surname means love of truth. So yes. I've got to try and do I that anyway. But, but I think one is, you know, curiosity yes. around it. And then I think the other side as well is growing up in the startup world, you know, helping set up a paid search company before anyone was doing it. You kind of become attuned to just thinking, okay, there's something in this. I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm comfortable with that ambiguity, Mm -hmm. but there is something there. So I'm going to see how it plays out. So you're able to take those risks with certain aspects of, you know, new tools, new products, yes. new companies. You're able to try. You're able test. to try and, and, and yeah, and trust, but also put your gut into it and yes. put your punt into where yes. you think it's going to go rather than being either weary of it or being thinking, let me see how others use it first. Do you ever try something? Cause you know, there are all the, like we of just course. talked about Vine, we say RIP Vine, but of course yeah. Vine had its purpose at the time. Do you ever try something that's kind of ends up being a mess? Like it's sure, just, sure, of yeah, course. Of, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't with anything? Yeah. I think the biggest thing I learned in digital, like going in so early, was fail quickly. Yeah. 
Like to me, that was like the biggest thing mm-hmm. that, that, or one of the biggest things that I learned. And that means that, of course, and we've heard it a million times, you've got to try a few different yeah. things. You see what sticks, you run with that. And the things that don't, you kind of go, okay. Yeah. RIP to them as well. RIP. It's, it's a good career lesson too. Yeah. Right? No, I mean, is. it's really, it's such a such an yeah. important Or life theme. lesson. Life <laughs> lesson in life. How quickly? Be done. That's but, it. I love know, it. But I also grew up like coming from a... Um, you know, first generation immigrant background. Yes, yes. You come, you grow up with the schooling of failure is not an option. Right. And yes, those two a... things wrestled with me a little bit yes. initially. Yes. And, yes. And then the way that I kind of made peace with it, right or wrongly, was, well, for failure not to be an option, you've actually got to fail quickly. Yes. Because. Because otherwise you're going to be working forever on something that's kind of doomed to fail exactly. anyway. Or you're not trying you're new not things recognizing as, you're it. not moving right. things forward. So it's so true. So we have obviously mm-hmm. World AIDS Day is coming we up. Do. It's this week. So right. Okay. Okay. So what can we do? Thank you for asking. So World AIDS Day is on December the 1st. Yes. And this is a really big week because not just is it World AIDS Day on December the 1st, but it is also giving Tuesday on uh, November the 29th. Yes. So tomorrow it is yes. Tuesday. And we've already got so much that we've kicked off with that you can participate in from now. And so here's one thing before I go into all the other different ways that, that you can you can, um, you can can get involved this year. This year is Red's 10th birthday. Wow. So it's an unbelievable year for us. And it's pretty incredible. And we have the most incredible birthday gift that has been bestowed on us, which is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation yes. is matching at least two to one everything that we make. So it's wow. pretty phenomenal through our World AIDS Day activities. Wow. So what is it that we can do? So our Red Shopathon is already up and running yes. live and well. And once again, this is the brainchild of Sheila Roach, who I mentioned to you, who who runs Creative and Communication at Red. And um, it's phenomenal and it's pretty badass. We uh, took over the Jimmy Kimmel show last week. Yes. Where we had so many incredible people from Channing Tatum to DJ Khaled to obviously Jimmy and Julia Roberts and, and Bono all taking part in the Red Shopathon. Amazing. And it's actually re-airing on Wednesday night. So you can catch oh, it again as well fabulous. as see it all online fabulous. at the moment. So that fabulous. is all kicking off. So what is the Red Shopathon? And um, we basically are not just selling red products because the whole red model is you walk into an Apple store, you decide to buy an iPad cover, you can buy a red one, green one, blue one. The difference is, is that if you choose the red one, you won't pay anything more, but it triggers Apple to give up part of the mm. proceeds. So we have brought in over 200 products into the Red Shopathon this year. You can go to red.org to see them all and to get them for your holiday gifts or to request them for your holiday gifts. There is so much going on there. All of these fabulous products from Gap to Apple to Beats to Belvedere, the list goes on. And um, as well as that, we're not just selling products. We're selling amazing celebrity experiences. Ooh. I know. So you can donate $10, $20, $30 for the chance to win an incredible celebrity experience. Wow. Such as 
a jet ski ride with DJ Khaled. Oh, you know, just normal, normal. just normal. a normal day, just you know, just hanging oh, out. Oh, who doesn't want to go to Vegas I, I with mean, Channing Tatum? Oh, normal, normal. That's, that's like my Done. every weekend. I don't even know why I would bid because I'm just hanging out with Channing exactly. Tatum well, in Vegas all day, well, every day. You'll be one of his crew who's going to be it. taking the winner. That's with it. Him. I will just hang out like with the winner, and it will be totally. fine. Yeah, totally. That's all of that stuff going on. So if you go to amaze.com slash red, you can see all of our great experiences. Or you can go to red.org. You'll see the uh, products and all of the experiences there. You know I love the experiences because especially with millennials. Totally. Valuing experiences over things. Totally. Totally. Amazing. I love how you're just on the cusp of what people want and what motivates people to be active. Yeah. So, so there is something in there for everyone, put it that way. And then we've also got some other great stuff happening as well. We've got, uh, people can change their, we partnered with Facebook, people can change their profile picture and support yep. bread. Great. You know, there is so much that's going on in the social space as well. And watch this space because we've got even more that we're announcing this week that's going to be happening, which is going to be incredible. Okay. I have one last question for so, you. Go for it. Okay. So you said it was stalking and a little bit of of luck, right? Healthy stalking. Healthy stalking. Healthy stalking. (laughs) Straight up stalking doesn't work. Straight up stalking, no go. Healthy (laughs) Healthy stalking. Healthy. Did it live up to the expectation? Yeah. Eight years in. That's it. Amazing. (laughs) Eight years in. Amazing. Okay. Chrissy, where should people follow you and if they want to connect with you? Totally. Totally. So you can find Red on Twitter and Instagram at Red. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash join red. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Chrissy. Yay! Thanks. You are an amazing social oh, lady. Thank, thank you, you for so being much. on the show. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, Sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likable Media. Likable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likable.com.